This morning we were speaking about some characteristics of a truth seeker and how important those things are and how at times in our life that we are the truth seeker and that we should always be truth seekers when it comes to studying God's word and finding out what his will is and how we can obey it. Tonight, we're going to look at the other side of the coin here and be at the look at the characteristics of a truth dispenser or someone who goes out and tells the truth to people. So instead of talking about the eunuch this evening, we're going to talk about the other side of the story, the other man in this historical account, and that is Philip. Of course, before we get into uh, 26, we need to know the history here. Like we talked about this morning, we understand that the church had been dispersed, had scattered due to persecution. And we read at the first part of uh, chapter 8, that Philip was proclaiming Christ in Samaria. Now we look at what he had done there, and he had been extremely successful in Samaria. He had had many people converted to Christianity, converted to Christ, and he had even taken a false teacher, a false a man that loved the attention for himself, and this man had also been baptized into Christ. Uh, That man got into a little trouble later at the hands of the apostles and by trying to buy the gift of the Holy Spirit. But nonetheless, Philip had been successful in Samaria. People were listening to him. He had a crowd, uh, uh, a congregation, if you will, of people that would listen when he spoke, and they believed what he was speaking was the Word of God. So when you get to verse 26... It says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. Now, as we spoke about this morning, we know that that doesn't mean that there's no water. We just know that this means it's uninhabited. There's not many people there, if any. So you think about Philip and what he's been doing. He's been in Samaria and he's been successful. He's got people that will listen to him, he's converting people to Christ. And then all of a sudden, God says, now you need to leave that work and go somewhere where there's nobody. How easy would it have been for Philip to say, well, wait a minute, God, look at, what I, look at all the good I'm doing here. Look at this group of people that have come to believe in Christ because I proclaim the truth to them, and you want me to leave and go to where there's no people? But we look and see in verse 27, he didn't say that. Verse 27 says that he rose and he went. So the number one thing, I've got a short list here of nine things, right? There's only nine. We'll go through them pretty quickly. Nine things that we learn or that we can learn from a truth dispenser through the characteristics of Philip and the things that we read about in this account. So the first thing is that he was ready to rise and go. He didn't stick around and say, well, look at all the things I'm doing. He didn't question where he was supposed to go. He trusted God to lead him where he was supposed to go. And he didn't question it. He got up and he went. 27 continues, and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship. 
and was returning seated in his chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. And when the spirit said to Philip, go over, and the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So once again, he's made this trip, and then he sees this eunuch there, this Ethiopian man in his chariot. And he's reading the prophet Isaiah and the Spirit. The Holy Spirit says to, to Philip, go and join to that chariot. Now I want you to notice what the Holy Spirit doesn't say to him here. He doesn't mention here anywhere in this text to go and, and to teach this eunuch. Go and teach this man. He didn't say that. He said, go over there and join yourself to that chariot. Why didn't the Holy Spirit have to tell him to teach? Well, that's because Christ had already said, and like in our scripture reading this morning, he had already said, go into all the world and preach the good news, preach the gospel to all creation. So he had already, that was already commanded. He already knew that that's what he was supposed to do. And the Holy Spirit had enough confidence in Philip to say, if I put this man, this truth dispenser, in the path of a truth seeker, that Philip is going to preach the gospel. He's going to preach the good news preach the truth to this man. The question I want to ask you tonight and ask myself, does the Holy Spirit have that same amount of confidence in you? Does he have that same amount of confidence in me that if our paths cross with a truth seeker, that we're going to be that truth dispenser to preach Jesus to that person? Continuing on, so Philip ran to him. And heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you are reading? So there's two points I want to make out of this, this verse. The Spirit told Philip to go, and Philip moseyed on over to the chariot. Is that what it says? No, he ran. Truth dispensers are eager to do the will of God. They're ready to run at a moment's notice to run toward someone that's seeking truth. They have an eagerness to run. And at the last part of that verse, it says that he asked him a simple question. It's kind of a loaded question. If you think about it, it has a lot to do with how you ask this question is in tone. And that may not come across that way in the Greek. But if you walk up to somebody, say at your job or something, and you say, do you even know what you're doing? Right? Do you even know what you're reading? That's not how I don't think that's a tone that he used. But he asked him a question. Do you understand what you're reading? Apparently he didn't say it in an insulting way. He didn't say it. he said it in an inviting way. But even that sometimes is hard for us to do, is it not? You see somebody reading the Bible, or you have somebody at work who wants to come into your office and talk to you about the Bible, and sometimes we don't have the boldness to ask questions. Truth dispensers have the boldness, have the courage to ask questions. We talked about asking questions this morning as far as being a truth seeker goes and how important that is. But you know, that's also just as important when you're trying to teach somebody that you know the questions to ask. Open-ended questions. Questions that make them give you an answer so that you know where you need to start. Philip was wise and he understood this. And it was engaging in a conversation and we know that it worked. Because in 31, 
We know that the eunuch replies, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage that he was reading was this, like a sheep he was led to the slaughter and like a lamb before its shears is silent. So he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation for his life is taken away from the earth? And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom I ask you, does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Once again, Philip was able to listen. He had the patience to listen to the man that he was speaking to. We talked about how important that is this morning when you're a truth seeker to listen. Again, it's important when you are trying to study with somebody, when you're the one trying to dispense truth, that you be able to listen. Ask questions, listen to their answers, so that you have the wisdom to know where to start. Because in 35, we see that Philip opened his mouth. And beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. You see, Philip began where the eunuch had knowledge. He knew that he was talking about this scripture, and that's where he began. He knew because he had asked the question, and he had listened to the answers. He had the wisdom to understand where he needed to start in order to preach Jesus to this man effectively. Next thing about this scripture is about the Philip here is that he opened his mouth. You know, all too often we fail to just simply open our mouths. Again, go back to that scenario where you have a coworker that comes into your office. I have this happen to me at work. It seems like once a week at least, and they want to talk about a Bible subject. And they come in and they talk and you're, you're wanting to say something to them. But it's sometimes it's hard to open your mouth and speak the truth because you don't want that person to dislike you. You don't want that person to think any differently of you. But truth dispensers, but as truth dispensers, we must learn to open our mouths and speak and tell the truth to people. You know, it's easy for us to say, and I've heard this over and over, and I do believe that there's some truth to it. But it's easy for us to say that the world just doesn't, no one in the world wants to hear truth anymore. No one's interested in truth. They want to be entertained. That's all the people want to be anymore. They don't want to hear truth. And the church is shrinking and it's going to disappear because no one wants to hear truth anymore when sometimes I wonder if it's just not that we're being outworked, that we're not opening our mouths and we're not getting out there and doing the work of a truth dispenser. Because there are truth seekers out there. And when we come across their paths, we need to be able to open our mouths and speak truth to, the, to those people and have the wisdom to know where to start with those people. It says that he preached Jesus to him. Preached the good news about Jesus. The next thing about a truth dispenser is you have to know, you have to have enough knowledge to be able to preach Jesus to somebody, to preach the good news to somebody, to teach somebody. I mean, what use is it if you can't do that? How effective are you going to be as a truth dispenser if you don't know the truth? We have to stay in our Bibles, be studying constantly, know the truth 
and therefore you can go and tell people about Christ. And as they were going along the road in 36, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot, well, let's go to 37. And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. You see, the next thing about a truth dispenser is they're servants of God. They don't try to speak where God hasn't spoken. They don't try to add commandments in between. As you notice here, there was no vote taken. There's those in religious error that say you have to vote before you can be baptized. You see here that there wasn't, like we talked about this morning, there wasn't a sprinkling, there wasn't a pouring. That Philip became and was a servant of God, and he did the will of God. And he was willing to take this man and baptize him right there. He didn't tell the eunuch, you know what, I only baptize people in the fourth quarter on the third Sunday. He said, okay. And they went down in the water, and he baptized him. He became a servant to the eunuch so that he could be a servant of God. <clears throat> So then, in 39, and they came up out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more. And went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Once again, we don't know what happened. Was this a teleportation? Did he fly there? I don't know how, how the Spirit carried him away from one place to another. But you notice what Philip did. Truth dispensers, they keep working. They don't rest upon what they've done. They don't say, it's time for me to quit. I'm retiring from my Christianity, as it were. I'm retiring from my job as a truth dispenser, and I'm just going to rest on the good works that I've done. Look at what Philip had done so far. He had done many great things in Samaria, and he went down and he taught this eunuch, this Ethiopian man, so that he could become a Christian. And the Spirit carried him away, and he didn't find himself at Azotus and say, I think it's time for me to retire. He quit being a Christian, quit being a truth dispenser. He kept working. He kept preaching the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. And we need to do that. We always need to be working. If you're not ready to be a truth dispenser, if you don't know enough of the Bible, if you don't know what you need to know, you need to get busy. We need to get busy. If you're not doing the things, if you're not ready to get up and go, if you don't have that eagerness to run inside you, to do the will of God, if you don't have that boldness, that courage to ask questions that need to be asked, if you're not very good at listening, you're not going to know, you're not going to have that wisdom to know where to start with somebody to tell them about Jesus. So your knowledge, even if you don't have that patience and stuff in place, it's not going to be very useful to you. But if you don't have that knowledge, get that knowledge. Be a servant to people. Teach them about God. And always continue to work. Those are some important characteristics if you want to be an effective truth 
dispenser. And the last thing I'll say tonight about this account. There's one more entity that we haven't talked about today in this story. There's two. An angel of the Lord said to Philip, so it's the angel that tells him to go. And then in verse 29, the Holy Spirit. I want you to notice how important one soul is to God. God pulled away Philip, a man who had been doing great things among many people in Samaria. He pulled him away to go preach the truth, to be a truth dispenser to one truth seeker in the desert. That's how much he thought about this man. God wants all to come to a knowledge of the truth. If you're here this evening, you haven't obeyed the gospel of Christ. If you haven't become a follower of God, if you don't, or if you have any other need whatsoever. Maybe you need prayers. Maybe you know you're not living up to what, the, what you need to live as a truth dispenser, as a Christian. If you have any other need, we'd love to help you. Come, with, come see us afterwards. If you don't want to come forward tonight, if you want to study the Bible, grab one of the men here or the women. The women have been doing a fantastic job on Wednesday nights learning how to study with people. And men, I, I encourage you to go home and go through that homework with them because it will help you to learn how to be a truth dispenser. Be that truth seeker so that you can in turn tell others about Christ. If you have any need, come forward now as we stand and sing.